0: I'm a man on a mission. I'm a man on a mission. Take it up. i got that ambition. i take it up. I'm a man on a mission. Hey Walruses, in this episode, as always, I want to give you the inside track. Because remember, one of the main reasons I do all the things that I do and document all of this good stuff... Is so that I can leave the breadcrumbs for all of you Wall Russians and all of the other people out there who want to become Wall Russians. Well last week, this is the truth here, last week was probably the most vulnerable I felt about doing a podcast episode, possibly since the very first episode that I did, way, way back then, 117 or so episodes ago. Now I really opened myself up last week. I opened up my inner desires. I opened up what makes me tick. I opened up how I am hardwired um, and additionally, I had also, I had limited time to do the episode because of the speed mentor retreat that I was doing um, just around that time. So there was a lot of pressure on me to get that episode out and also when I was worried a bit about the content of it too. Um, So I actually, if I'm honest, I actually cringed, (laughs) cringed a little when I pressed send to forward that episode to my editor. And I actually wanted to curl up. I'm letting you in here, folks. I'm letting you in. Come on. um, uh, uh, Get upside. Roll up. I don't even know what I'm saying now. Roll up. Or put your ears in. Put put your headphone. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, if I'm honest. Oh, getting all cringy now. Get listening. Get listening, folks. Because whenever I sent press send to forward this episode to my editor, I wanted to curl up and protect myself. ...from the vulnerability that I felt that I'd placed myself um, by, you know, deciding to release the episode. I was worried what people might, might think about that episode last week, but weirdly, and this is why I want to share this with you, as soon as the episode was then released last Thursday, my phone started to ping, it was pinging lots, and I was starting to get lots of really positive feedback about the episode, and thanks... Um, From uh, other people Other people thanking me For helping to inspire them In fact the feedback was that positive And there was so much of it That I actually decided to go and listen To the episode myself And that actually isn't something I usually do With my own podcast episodes Because I do still, believe it or not Find them difficult to listen back to And you know what After I listened back to it It was a fucking belter It was an absolute belter folks and I think it's now actually my favourite episode too So before I released it I was cringing I thought it was vulnerable But And then when I listened to it back After the positive feedback I actually love it So the moral of the story is that you got to touch people you got to touch people To make a difference to them If you're not opening yourself up to vulnerability Whether that be if you're creating music Or you're writing Or in your leadership Or in your sport efforts um. You'll not create the connection with other people if you're not opening yourself up. Now think, maybe think about a sort of John McEnroe rather than Ivan Lendl. And if you're of a certain vintage like myself, you'll know exactly what I'm saying there, folks. You gotta create the connection. You gotta give more than you think. You gotta dig deep and pull what's inside of you out. If you're protecting all of this stuff inside for fear of criticism or for fear you look different and stand out from the crowd. That you'll be like a black sheep or you'll be scorned or you'll be mocked. Well, you're never going to be any more than beige. And all I can tell you, I can tell you for a fact that we don't issue Walrussian island passports to anybody who's beige. Even though we're overstocked with these friggin' passports since we've been waiting for Brexit to happen. Because we printed off off a whole lot of them. So, you ain't getting on the Chief Waller's island if you're fucking beige. So just... Have a think about that, trust me on this folks, but think about it, in the last week's episode I'm talking about trying to create billion dollar companies. Now if you said that sort of four years ago whenever I joined social media for the first time and I did my first vlog um, for my Yogi Berry business, that in four years time some retailer from North Belfast was going to be talking about trying to create billion dollar companies in public, on podcasts in Northern Ireland and that he'll be taken seriously taken seriously by some anyway. No one would have believed you, folks. Now, there are two big caveats to what I'm saying there. you got to go, you, or you can't go from total obscurity on a Monday and by Tuesday be talking like you're the bastard love child of Elon Musk and Kylie Jenner, or whichever one of those Jenners is the billionaire. No, you got to take people on a journey. It must be authentic. You must be creating stuff online and off. And I also say that you shouldn't be going... Too early to your vulnerability Create a foundation of achievement first Make sure you're having an impact already Then show your vulnerability Because if you lead too early with it It just looks a bit like weakness I know that might not sound Like what you want to hear But it's actually the truth If you want to be a true leader Now anyway I just wanted to give you some insight Into what I learned this week From opening myself up last week And letting you all see my innards and how you could grow similarly to if you do similar stuff to me. Now let's get on with the meat of this episode, which is episode 118 of the Speed Mentor podcast, your essential guide to your own personal growth, your weekly insight into the, insight into the mind of Belfast's chief secret sauce maker, and hopefully a clarion call to help change mindsets within Northern Ireland and beyond to take the massive action required to create the attraction And change your outcomes and the outcomes of those around you Now this episode is really about what's happening with the change um, The the, the business that Andrew uh, Cuthbert and I have created Now Andrew has been in the tech and startup world for the last 15 years or more Creating huge amounts of value in that space And I've been embedded in it for the last year Now we want to take our skills, Andrew's deep tech knowledge this guy's been coding coding from the age of eight or something like that. one day they're going to ask, how did the little town or a little village um, called Eglinton up in the Northwest produce such a talent? His knowledge of tech and building it at scale for huge and successful projects is unparalleled in Northern Ireland. But the other piece which Andrew has is that his business strategy and insight is at a level that I've never seen before. Now we're going to blend his abilities and his knowledge. With my personal development and mentorship piece My deep understanding of helping others achieve success And we will seek out the very best in class founders and ideas to mentor and guide them to success And we then introduce them to funding, uh, the funding that they need at the same time too But what is success? Well to be honest, the venture capital world as it stands Particularly in Northern Ireland and elsewhere to be honest it doesn't provide enough of the answers or solutions that the tech and startup founders need. So, for instance, the vast majority of investment made from the regions like Northern Ireland or Scotland or the north of England isn't actually spent in the geog- geographical areas in which it's raised. No, it's raised in the regions and then sent to London to be infested there. How fucking mad is that? And, you know, not just mad, it makes me mad. And it should make you mad too if you're actually listening to this. So if you're investing in stuff through an IFA or anybody else, your money's actually getting spent in London, not in your local area. Now, there are obviously reasons for this. It's one of the leading economic cities of the world. It has infrastructure, both financial and otherwise, such as legal tech uh, and other sorts of knowledge which can foster great ideas and people. So what we're left with in Northern Ireland and other regions is that our outcomes are pretty tragic. We have very few breakout success stories in the startup world. Now, the venture world is dominated here by small grants, small mindsets and lack of ambition. When Andrew and I started our discussion several months back about whether anything could be done to change this, we were very cognizant of the rubbish outcomes. Now, if you want to get an innovative idea off the ground in Northern Ireland or elsewhere in the regions, your options are very limited. If you're lucky, you might get a grant through one of the ni backed accelerator programs. And for the record, we've been lucky enough to receive those ourselves for a couple of our own startups, Aubergine, which is on the Propel scheme, and ArmoBaz, and ASIC Nexus, which was on the co founders um, through Catalyst and Danske Bank. And we're very grateful for it. But what happens, and that's almost by osmosis, folks, is that the pinnacle of the ambition for most startups is to get a grant which might see you through 12 months safer, a £10,000 grant, then the pinnacle of your ambition is to get the next grant. If you're lucky enough, that might be a £25,000 grant, and that'll get you through another 12 months. And that's two years later from your initial idea. By that stage, you're bored of the process, your innovative idea has been done elsewhere, and you slink back into a well-paid, probably a well-paid tech job in one of the big FDI-backed American businesses, which can pay high wages without any of the risk or the stress. By the way, they're all backed by our very own taxes. That's the bizarre thing about it. So the creativity is choked off at every stage. Now, I can see great people like Steve Orr, who's now heading up Catalyst, and others. They're really keen to break this sort of dynamic and change the mindsets. Now, then for those who get through all of this, you then have the VCs here who are largely backed by money, which is matched by investing and I, who, who who want to turn, they actually want to turn you not into a big billion-dollar business, but they want to turn you into a trading business and hold your hand for ten years to bring in a nice bit of trading um, income and create a few jobs here in Northern Ireland. Now, this this may be a reasonable outcome for some. But it's never going to turn Belfast into a startup pub and a well-regarded destination for creatives, entrepreneurs and innovation. Now my belief and Andrew's belief is that our forgotten yesteryears of Belfast being at the, the forefront of the Industrial Revolution with shipbuilding and as we used to be called Linenopolis when we led the world in linen production can and must return in the technological age. But it needs to be attacked from all angles for our part the Change VC is going to back pre-revenue startups. These are the ones where others fear to tread, and maybe rightly so, because if you don't know what you're doing, you could lose this shirt off your back. Well, what we're doing is selecting the very best founders with great ideas who have them at, critically at the right time. Now, we've just spent the thick end of 12 hours mind-mapping what we're looking for. And that's myself and Andrew. What sets the elite out? From the also-rans in this space, how can we identify the winners from those who don't make it or won't make it at least this time? And what are the core values that are necessary to create the billion-dollar businesses that we wish to support and fund? Now, the average success rate from VC-backed startups is probably 1 in 10. Now, a couple then might turn out to be trading businesses on top of that and then probably 7 will fail. Now, the team who works out how to change that industry-accepted dynamic ...can change the world forever. And that's exactly what we're trying to do with the change. Now we have plans drawn up for almost everything... ...from creating a movement unlike anything that's gone before... ...it's a movement of people who want to be founders of billion dollar businesses... ...a movement of people who have relevant and pertinent experience... ...and want to pass that on as mentors in the the form of perhaps sweat equity... ...or maybe just to get involved... To people who have had success and want to use their capital to support the best new innovation and get a return at the same time. We believe that if we can bring all of these stakeholders together as agents of change, we can create an unstoppable movement. That's part of our twist the traditional VC play, more than any other, not, it's not just a, a money play. We aspire that, well, fees are normally just a money play, but we aspire to be so much more. We want to create a movement right here in Northern Ireland, no longer in Northern Ireland. Once the change r- arrives, are you going to be reliant on a see network, um, much of which is perhaps seeking to hoover up the best part of a founder's equity stake, in part because they don't understand the founders will be incentivized to grow their businesses in the future, and partly because S- Invest NI money is sometimes not being put to best use in the VC world. Now, there are exceptions, of course, but I can see the problems. Now, our agents of change, a veritable army of success with a very simple business model, will smash the rubbish results that we're currently delivering in the startup and VC space here. No longer will founders be undervalued in Northern Ireland and lose more of their equity than they retain in a snatch and grab in the early rounds. We're here to equalise that, just like, well, just like Edward Woodward. You know who I'm talking about there, if you're of a certain vintage again, um, you'll know who that is, the equaliser. That's what we're going to do, some of that. Now, if we're suggesting someone for your board... If the change VC is suggesting someone for your board as a startup, it's going to be someone who knows their shit, has been there and done it in your industry and can add massive value to you. Not someone who's a jobs for the boys plant that will siphon maybe 30 grand per annum from your business whilst adding fuck all value because they know the VC and the VC has put them there. That happens all too often here and elsewhere. Now, our plan is to create 10. 10 billion dollars of value in 10 years Through developing 10 separate billion dollar companies And one of those companies will be our own to change Now if you can't get your head around that scale Then you're not what we are looking for Unless of course you have huge ability and drive And you want to learn how that type of thing is possible By the way I've negotiated with Andrew A VIP open invitation to all Passport holders of Walrus Island who've been on this amazing journey with the Speed Mentor, you can come along and poke about in the undergrowth anytime you want, and we'd we'll be glad to show you uh, some of the changes, hospitality, and what we're all up to. Now, this was meant to be a two-part episode on the change. Change it, <laughs> uh, name that tune. In one, folks, tune in next week for our simple. So, this was episode two. We did a change last week. This is episode two, and then next week we're going to do a. Third episode on the change and what's happening with it uh, We're going to let you know about a really simple uh, but unique business model And I'm also going to let you know about the values which underpin everything the change does And the people that we're attracting as agents of change I might even be able to give a shout out to one or two of those by next week But before, just before I go this week I've wanted to give a shout out To the dozen people who shared the last ever Speed Mentor Retreat with me at the Templeton Hotel last week Now I have been totally and utterly blown away by the outcomes that we're seeing from the people who attended the mentees post event Now as a group they've bonded beautifully and there are lifelong friendships and accountability partnerships being formed as we speak They've got their own name for themselves Uh, which they've embraced and they're calling themselves the Ultimates. Now, if I'm honest, I think that they're trying to get one up on the Originals, which was our first ever group at the Speed Mentor Retreat. And my heart is actually breaking that it's the last time I'll do a Speed Mentor Retreat because I know the enormous impact the event has had on the mentees who've attended and how their lives are truly changed forever. So thank you to all of the Ultimates, as I'm sure you'll be listening um, to this uh, episode and um, you you really did make the final Speed Mentor retreat ever so special for me and you've made it all the more difficult for me to give it up because of the experience I shared with all of you and I'm wishing you all huge success on your various entrepreneurial and entrepreneurial journeys as you go ahead so lots of love from the Speed Mentor Gavin Wall from here on in I have to make sure that the change has just as much success as the Speed Mentor Retreats did on all of my uh, dozens and hundreds of mentees. Now, just a quick shout-out before I go, um, and a shout-out for a guy called Mick Fawz, who's left me a five-star review, and it's titled, Getting In The Right Gear. Now, the the review goes on. And by the way, folks, why don't you hit me up on social, um, on LinkedIn or Insta or Facebook or Twitter, and get a conversation going with me. And why don't you... Um, Bless me uh, uh, for the free resource that I'm putting out And give me a wee review Just like McFaws has done on your podcast platform Now his review says Loving the podcast and content Just wanting to let you know I really appreciate the value, insight and knowledge you're sharing Personally it's really helping my career And has given me the courage to start my own business Keep up the great work Because I know you're making a difference For more people than just me And there's a wee thumbs up emoji as well Thank you very much, Mick, and good luck on your, current, uh, your continued endeavours. Now, that's your luck today. I know what I'm going to be doing for the next 10 years. I've made a plan and I'm going to stick to it. What are you going to do? What plan have you set for the next 10 years? All of this stuff is down to just one person. And it's your choice.